This is going to sound strange to you, but there is power in your words. And be careful what you speak. Give them what they say. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. And yesterday, my mother called me three times. And each time she called me, it was for the same thing. She called me and she said, son, this TV is so fantastic. She said, it's like I'm sitting in a theater and it's so clear and it's so bright and it is just awesome. And I just want to call to thank you. Because a few weeks ago, I bought my mother a new television. It was one of those large screen TVs and it replaced the television that she had on her wall. And it was perhaps twice the diagonal size of what she had on the wall. And she will often call me out of seven days of the week. She'll call me three of those days multiple times to thank me for that television. My sons put it up for her. Pastor James came over and helped because it's so big it took more than one person to put it up. But she calls me on a regular basis to thank me for that television. And on yesterday she talked a particularly long time because she talked about just the Blessings, And she says, son, I'll be 90 years old in another four months and I have no aches. I have no pains. All my kids are doing well. And I got this beautiful TV. <laughs> and as I thought about it, I asked Pastor James a few minutes ago, I said, the television that we took down. How long had that television been there? And Pastor James said, I was in college when that TV was put up. That television had been there over 25 years, and there was nothing wrong with it. My mother watches it all day long. She has the religious channels on all day long, so it stays on. That television is over 25 years old. As a matter of fact, when we took it down, we took it over to one of the businesses to put it in the break room because it was playing perfectly. And as I thought about it, TVs don't last 25 years. And most bodies, when they're about 90, got all kind of stuff wrong with them. Mama said, I have no aches. I have no pains. Mama can just pop up. When I saw the young lady in the back who said she'll be 90 in another month and how she popped up and just turned around and waved her hands. I believe Mama's TV was under the same anointing as Mama's body. And first of all, I want to tell you the tale of two bees. Two bees. 
This past week, we went to our youngest son, George's, graduation. A.V., if you have that picture, can you put it up on the screen? We went to our youngest son's graduation. George is 17. He graduates this month from both a two-year college and high school. When he graduated from high school, he got a certificate that he said out of the almost 2,000 students at the high school, he had the highest GPA of any dual degree student. When he graduated from college with his two-year degree, George had taken 21 courses. Out of the 21 courses, he made 20 A's and one B. And I want to just start with just a tale of two B's. He had a GPA of 3.95. He had 20 A's as a high school student in college and one B. And when I told George, I said, George, that is just fantastic to have 20 A's and one B. George simply said, all glory be to God. Now, most folk would have taken just a hair of that glory for themselves. Because I know that took some studying, that took some work. And yes, God may have given you the brain. God may have given you the ability to be in the college and all of this kind of stuff. But most folk would have taken a little of that glory for themselves. But George says, all glory be to God. But it's a tale of two bees. Years ago, back when I was a little boy, my father's sister had a son named Billy. Billy was my first cousin. He was older than I was. But Billy was a genius. He was so smart, it was unreal. Billy went all through elementary school and made nothing but straight A's. Billy went all through high school and made nothing but straight A's. Billy enrolled in Morehouse College. He had no problem getting in any school that he wanted to get into because Billy had a perfect academic record with straight A's throughout all of his schooling career. He started as a freshman at Morehouse College, straight A's. And then he got to be a sophomore. And in his sophomore year, Billy made a B. Never in his life had he made a B. Billy made a B. Now, with me, I'm pretty smart. I believe I could make straight A's if I wanted to. I just never really wanted to. 
And for me, if I had gotten 20 B's in an A, I'd have been happy. <laughs> Most of you, if you made 20 B's and one A, you'd have been happy. But Billy, after all of his life, making nothing but straight A's, made a B. And that B totally discombobulated Billy. It literally drove him insane. Now, when I say, you know, like some people say, you just drive me crazy. They're talking figuratively. No, no, this literally put Billy in a psychiatric ward. All of his life, he'd made nothing but a one B. That's why I said it's a tale of two Bs. One B. And Billy was never the same after that. It disrupted and ripped his mind apart that he could not grasp. After all of this time, how could I possibly make a B? And Billy lost his mind. And my father always told me that story over and over and over and over. Son, I want you to do well, but I do not want you to go crazy if you make a B. And my father had what's called that front door syndrome. He had seen his sister's child. He had seen his nephew. He had seen my first cousin literally lose it. And Billy was never right from that day forward. He never completed Morehouse College. He never held a decent job. I think Billy's passed away early. You know how you see people walking the street? You know they're crazy when you see them on the street? You don't even have to talk to them. You know the way they're walking, they're crazy. That's the way Billy was. All because he could not handle a bee. It's a tale of two bees. Same basic circumstances of straight A's and then a B. And when we were there at George's graduation, had all these hundreds of students, and there were two students out of the hundred, probably a couple of hundred students, and they had perfect 4.0s. So George missed it. And my wife told me, George, with the B, he missed the A by two points. So two additional points, and George would have been the third student standing in high school. That's the folk with college folk. He'd have been the high school student standing if he'd have just gotten two more points. But that didn't bother George. Because you can focus on what you're missing, or you can focus on what you got. And it makes a huge difference. One makes the difference to all glory be to God, and the other, you're headed to the insane asylum. And most people don't go to the insane asylum, but they're not balanced. They're not happy because something has upset folk and they can't handle it. And now they go through life all off of balance because of a tale of two bees. And as we were leaving the graduation, my wife and George and I, we decided to stop by a restaurant. So I called ahead and placed an order for three dinners. When I walked into the restaurant and I walked up to the counter and the cashier said, you're Nathaniel? I said, yes. So I've got your three dinners right here. And he said, that'll be $200. And then he started laughing. 
because obviously the dinners weren't $200. Actually, the dinners were $57.51. But he just said, that'll be $200. And he just started laughing. Both of us laughed because we knew he was joking. And then I heard God speak. Give them what they say. And actually, that's the message I want to talk to you about today. Give them what they say. And the man said, that'll be $200. And he gave me the ticket, $57.51. So I sat there and put on the tip, $142.49. And I totaled it out to $200. And I said, this is going to sound strange to you. But there is power in your words. And be careful what you speak. Give them what they say. Give them what they say. See what George said about that bee? All glory be to God. What my first cousin said, I don't even know what he said. My guess is he had a bunch of what they call expletives. Four letter compound multiple things that when he saw that B, what he said shaped the rest of his life. Give them what they say. Give them what they say. A man walked into a restaurant and he had a full-grown ostrich with him. And he walked up to the counter and he said, give me a hamburger, an order of fries, and a strawberry milkshake. And the waitress looked at him and then she looked at the ostrich so the man looked at the ostriches and he said, what do you want? And the ostrich said, give the ostrich the same thing. And they came back a couple of days later and the man walked in. said, I'd like to get a hamburger, an order of fries, and a strawberry milkshake. He looked at the ostrich and the ostrich said, nodded his head and the waitress said it's going to be the same as last time it's $9.40 and the man reached in his pocket and he pulled out exactly $9.40 that's what he did the first time he pulled out the exact change paid the waitress the exact change he came in a third time and the lady said you all want the same thing yeah last time I said nope today's Friday special day I want a steak Want a baked potato, salad, and all the green peas. And the lady said, what about the ostrich? He looked at the ostrich. The ostrich said, not in here. <laughs> Give the ostrich, same thing. Lady said, that's going to be $27.85. Man reached in his pocket, pulled out $27.85. And the waitress brought their food. And the waitress finally said, look, my curiosity just got the better of me. He said, what is it with this ostrich? And the man said, well, let me tell you the story. I was up in my attic, cleaning out my attic a couple of years ago, and I ran across this lamp. 
So I rubbed the lamp and the genie popped out. And the genie granted me two wishes. So for my first wish, I said, whatever I wanted to buy, that exact amount of money would be in my pocket. So that's why the first time when you told me how much it was and I reached in my pocket, it was $9.40 in my pocket. The second time it was $27.85 in my pocket. And the waitress said, wow, that is brilliant. She said, instead of just asking for a million dollars, whatever you want is in your pocket. He said, yep, whether I want a hamburger or a Rolls Royce, whatever amount of money I need is right there in my pocket. So the way, well, what is it about the ostrich? Well, that's my second wish. He said, for my second wish, I asked the genie for a chick with long legs and beautiful black eyebrows that would do and agree with everything I see. Give them what they say. Psalms 34, 7 says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. The angels of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Basically, what that says, the angels encamp, they're surrounded. I feel everywhere I go, there are angels that surround me and they listen to my words. I've learned to even be careful about what I joke about. Give them what they say. So when the man said $200, I heard God speak, give him what he said. And this thing creates within our world the power how do you know how many angels surround you? And if they're surrounding you, what are you telling your angels? I had a bad day. I made a B, and that's going to mess me up. So your angels that are standing around who are encamped around you here, well, he said he made a B, and it's going to mess him up. We are empowered to follow a child of God's work. So he said he made a B, and it's going to mess him up. Well, they mess him up. Give them what they say. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? You got angels sent to serve you. And you know when you go into a restaurant, the waiter asks you, what will you have? And they bring you what you say. Give them what they say. The power of what we say. And the power of what we say, it matters so much. It's how God even formed the world. Let there be light. It's what he said. He formed the world with the words of his mouth. Give them what they say. And when you start saying the things that you want manifested into your world, there's something about this thing that makes a difference. Jesus 
said in Matthew 12, 36, but I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. Give them what they say. Dr. Masuru Emoto, he's a Japanese scientist who spent a lifetime of work on water, just studying water. And he studied water for over 20 years, and he had all of this scientific evidence about the molecular structure of water and, and how water is what he called the blueprint for our reality. And basically, he studied putting water in front of people who had bad emotions and spoke negative stuff. And then he would go and analyze the crystalline structure of the water. Then he put water under people who had positive emotions and spoke positive words. And he would go and analyze the water. And he saw the structure of the water changed based on the nature of the words and emotions of who the water was around. And you're 70 to 80 percent water. Depends on some of you a little dehydrated, maybe 65%. But for the most part, you're majority water. And he created, it's a great documentary. And the documentary is called Secret of Water, produced in 2015. And I want you to watch this documentary. It's an hour and 15 minute documentary, but it's phenomenal for you to watch and just to see the power of what your words do to water and how it changes and how it shapes your very body. Give them what they say. And it's a tale of two bees. See, the bee represents the drop from perfection. But that same bee for some, some of y'all have come out of classes and made a bee and said, whoo! I'm so glad to get to be. Whoo, my goodness. And that same bee to another person sends them to the insane asylum. It's the same bee, but it makes a difference just in how you view some things and how you speak it. And unfortunately, often we'll have to be deprived of some things to appreciate that thing. I was popping the trunk on my Miata several times, you know, last week. He said, what you doing popping the trunk on your Miata? Because I pressed the button, it pop up, and it just thrilled me so much. I pressed the button, it pop up, and I just get a joy out of seeing that. Well, Pastor, why in the world would you get a joy? It's not like you got the new Miata. You've had that Miata for years. It's got over 100,000 miles. Why would you get a joy over just popping the trunk and seeing the trunk pop up? And it doesn't pop up that far. It just pop up. Just All I do is lift it up once it pops up. But I press the button, poof, and I just lift it around, and I just smile. So what in the world? Why would you get a joy out of that? Because three years ago, I was in Florida. I was stopped at a traffic light. And a lady ran into me from behind. So the car got repaired. But when they repaired the car, the trunk didn't open right. So I'd hit the button. You'd hear it, the latch release, but it wouldn't pop up. I had to go and yank it up. So for three years, I'd been yanking this trunk up every time I wanted to get in the trunk. 
So I said, I'm going to take this back to the repair shop that did the repair and see if they can adjust this. I'm going to call them. I said, don't call them. You just go by there. So I drove by there and the man came out, took him about five minutes. He adjusted it. When I pressed the button, boop. Because I had been dealing with a stuck trunk for three years and then it got unstuck. It's a very simple thing. Many of you all have trunks now. You can press a button and you don't even think anything of it. I didn't think anything of it until it wouldn't pop up. But once I was struggling with it, and sometimes it'd get all crazy, it'd pop up and the alarm go off. So what in the world is that? So then every time it would pop up, I had to be worried about, is it going to set the alarm off? So when he got it adjusted on the line, now I can press, the alarm doesn't go, it pops right, it's like brand new. And I know this may sound a little stupid, but I was just out there with poop. Poop. I just got a joy. Now I'm sitting there with my brand new, super expensive custom convertible car right next to it. And that poop was giving me more joy than that, that brand new car. As crazy as it may sound, life is not what you have, it's what you appreciate. And you can have, you can have all these A's. And one thing gets out of the way. Let me give you a news flash. You will make a B. And for some of you, you will make a C, a D, and an F. But you will make a B. Life is not going to be perfect. It is not what you have. It is what you appreciate. Boop. And oh, every time I pop that trunk, it just a wave. Oh, that's so nice. That's just so nice. Give them what they say. And some of us need to just start saying some things about what we have and how beautiful what we have is. It just makes a difference. And I'll tell my car sometime, I really appreciate you. Thank you for popping up like that. See, you don't think just like water, it's molecular structure. This is science. The molecular structure of water changes based on your words. You really need to watch that documentary. Secret of Water. The molecular structure of water changes based on what you say. That's why my mother at 90 years old can pop up, has no aches, has no pain because every time you talk to mama, mama is talking about how beautiful everything is. Every time. So when you appreciate what you've got and you speak words of power and words of joy and words of beauty and words of praise and words of appreciation. Every time I see my mother's number pop up, I said, my mother's calling to thank me about something. And that makes a difference versus when you see folk number pop up and wonder what they want now. <laughs> big, big difference. But mama... Mama appreciates that television. When is the last time you have told your body what is right with it? 
The normal is we tell, oh, this knee giving me problems. What about the other knee that's not giving you problems? Have you thanked that knee? (laughs) No, we don't think about that. What about your toes? What about your teeth that are not hurting? What about the vision that you do have? I was telling my brother James last week or so, and I was telling him, I said, boy, this hair is gray, and it's just so gray. And maybe, I said, well, if I get to another, I just may dye it. And if I dyed this gray hair, to roll my years back 35 years if I dyed this gray hair. And then James spoke something really deep. He said, most of all your friends bald. <laughs> got a full head of hair. Lord, hair every strand. Thank you for being up there. See, it's a difference. And your very nature, your very vibration, your very joy will depend. I could look at this gray hair and say, I wish it could be black. Or I could look at this gray hair and say, thank goodness it's there. Same hair. Same B. Same B but a whole different perspective. So it depends upon how you look at this stuff. Your water hears your words. And your water will crystallize based upon what you say. Give them what they say. And you don't know who's listening to you in the natural and in the spirit. See, when that cashier spoke to I mean, he just had no concept It was a joke. He had no concept that this thing would manifest because it was beyond his imagination, but it was not beyond his words. See, some of us have it reversed. Our imagination is big. Our words are small. And you need to match your words with your imagination. If you want joy, speak joy. If you want health, speak health. If you want wealth, speak wealth. Don't ever let you say, I ain't got no, I'm running short of money. No, are you not? My money is in the pipeline. Hadn't all gotten here yet, but it's coming. Yeah, it's a difference. And you got a host of angels encamped around you. So what are you telling them? If you're telling them about your shortages, it shuts down your pipeline and it refocuses your mind on your shortage. Stop talking about what you're short of and start focusing on what you got. So I had to learn just some things even with myself. And it's so many things we are so blessed with that we don't appreciate until we lose those things. And some of you got a pain or two, but do you know just how many bones there are? It's 206 bones in just your foot alone. Thank goodness my feet are not hurting. When you speak to your water, living water shall pour from your belly. And people, you got to understand this is you. Give them what they say. Give them what they say. Watch the words to your mouth. Jesus, he says, you will be accountable for every idle word. That's a deep word, idle, which means not something you really sit down and just think about. Every idle word, stuff just like the cashier. That was an idle word to him. But he didn't understand there was an angel listening who spoke to me, said, give him what he say. You will be accountable for every 
idle word that you speak. Change your word. Even change your words about other water, about other folk. I don't know anyone who is perfect. But I don't know anyone who's 100% bad. I don't know anyone who's 100% bad. So when you start focusing and calling and speaking, I went to my good baby this morning. I said, good baby, how you doing? I said, my good baby doesn't know what I'm going to do next. I keep my baby guessing. (laughs) She just don't know what I'm going to do next. And even when I went to kiss my good baby this morning, I was kissing my baby real fast. And I moved real slow. <laughs> and then she said, what the world are you taking so long for? Don't worry, give me the What you wait so long for? <laughs> she doesn't even know how I'm going to kiss her because I change it. Every, sometimes it just be different. So every time she just be in the, what he going to do today? <laughs> but it's a matter of how you speak it. And I call my good baby, my good baby. You call that which you want it to be. And it not only changes their water, it changes your water. So you start viewing everything in a whole different light. No one is 100% bad and no one is 100% good. But which one you focus on and which one you call makes a difference in which person manifests. Whether the Dr. Hyde manifests or the Dr. Jekyll manifests. Which one you call makes a difference. It's a tale of two bees. Give them what they say. Think about every word that you speak. Don't even joke idly. And imagine the angels surrounding you. And they're listening. Your wish or your words are my command. Imagine that. Ministering angels sent to those of Christ. Listening to what you are about to command them to do. Give them what they say. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com and send this message to a friend absolutely free of charge or listen to it all over again. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, Give Them What They Say, by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5992. That's 5992. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5992 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the Word.